Okay, so, you know, the days are coming quicker uh, to Yom Kippur, and a lot of people are getting a little antsy. They want to know exactly how to make a Kabbalah and what exact Kabbalah to do. I got some phone calls yesterday, Rabbi, the VADs are unbelievable. It's so amazing, but, you know, what do I do? Lamaisa, tell me what to do and how to do it. But the truth is that the emiss is the reason why we, our Kabbalahs, our resolutions don't actually last is because we don't think enough. You have to really, really, really understand, you know, how the Yetzirah works, what our weaknesses are, and what is getting in the way of making the changes. So the more educated you are, the more understanding you have, is what we say, Shailas Chochum Chatzichu. The more you understand the problem, there's already half the solution. It's like a bocher understands that when he starts a, a very, very complicated sugya, let's say like Tokfa Koyen or Pesach Pesuach, you know, these massive sugyas, he knows that before three weeks of hard work, he's not going to have a mahalach in the sugya. It's not going to happen, right? So life and a human being and a purpose in life and the challenge with the Yetzirah is a lot more complicated sugya than that. So it takes time to understand it, okay? So let's take one more step here. We're getting closer. Lot, lot, okay? So yesterday we established a principle that life needs to have a, a purpose and we have to embark on an endeavor and a mission to achieve a certain goal, right? Which the Messiah Sisharim says in summary is how Olam HaZed Doima Leproizda Bifnei Olam HaDbo. This world is the mission, the endeavor that we're working on in this world is to reach Olam Habo. And he writes, In summation, to everything that I said, A man was not created to enjoy this world, and this is the end game, this world. That's the where he's, that's the place we're supposed to reach. Okay? So it comes out, according to what he's saying, that if a, purpose, a person lives his life for the sole purpose of enjoying this world, came here to really get whatever he can out of Olam Hazer, materialism, just that he has religious responsibilities. Can't do it in a sinful way. He can't do it in a bad way. But Olam Hazen is in itself an intrinsic purpose in itself. And he has responsibilities. Just like a person has responsibility to his wife. He has responsibilities to his kids. He has responsibility to his community. He has responsibilities. People can't just run after Tivers without stepping over everybody. Of course not. So one add to the list of responsibilities is... He has religious responsibilities. But what's the core of his life? Where is his passion? Where is his desire? Where is the center point of his life? Materialism. That person is committing the biggest crime that Shaykh to commit. This is a chidush, I'm telling you. People don't know this. And I'm going to read you a Rabbeinu Yoyinu that says this. I'm only going to read you one line of it. But you should look it up yourself and see 
how he speaks. But one line from Rabbeinu Yoyna, in Shari Tshuva, Shar Beis, Ois Yud Ches, number 18, he says, Veda, you shall know, Ki Nefesh HaRosha, he's talking about the punishment of a Rasha, the Nefesh HaRasha, the soul of an evil person. But watch how he defines the soul of an evil person, okay? We're not going to go into the punishment he writes, but we're just going to go into the definition of what's a Rasha. Asher kol ta'avata haguf A Rasha is where all his passions are directed towards materialism. And he does not have passion for service of Hashem, which Mepharshim explained. He's not a person who does Averis necessarily, and he's a person who does mitzvahs. But the question is, where is his passion? When he does involve the materialism, the guy's alive, he's vibrant, he's passionate, he loves it, he lives it, he thinks about it, it's his life. He also does mitzvahs because you have to go to Shachros, it's something you have to do, so he goes to pray. He has to learn a little bit, he has to give tzedakah, he has to keep Shabbos, right? So, but he's doing it like more either out of routine, out of culture, out of upbringing, out of fear. But it's not, there's no emotion, there's no feeling, there's no passion, there's no, his body, it's not, not there. That's a Russia. And then he goes on to explain the terrible punishment that this Russia is going to suffer in the next world. Terrible punishment. Which is a whole schmooze in itself. But this is, we're learning a hashkafa that's very new to us. Ashkafa is very, very new to us. A person could be basically religious, but his passion, his mindset, his philosophy is about Olam Hazeh, not Olam Haba. And I'm going to go expound on it a little bit more, and you'll see in a practical way how this is really a source of many of the Avera we do. It comes from, this stems from here. I'm going to show you, okay? So now, Basically, we see that Torah and mitzvahs is a way of life. It's a way of life. It's a life of holiness. It's a life of living for a higher purpose. Sharm talks about <clears throat> how it's not only that we have to constantly look to attach ourselves to Hashem. We have to use the world in a way that it's only used for the higher purpose. That's what life is. That means our bodies don't belong to us. Our taivas don't belong to us. Our bodies and our taivas and our emotions and our feelings are all kelim. They're all ways of serving Hashem, using it for the higher purpose. Now this is the key, we're getting to the key point here. I'm going to expound on this. This is really the key point to becoming the bedrock of all our sins. You see, this is a very, very deep point. Because the Yetzirah, is very, very small. Okay? Yitzhara doesn't get you to speak Lashon Hara. Or he doesn't get you to do Bittal Torah, whatever it is. He first has to paint a certain picture in your mind. Okay? Now, this is a very deep point I'm saying. It's a point that you notice. That means, Yitzhara will put a picture into your mind that Shabbat is boring. It's bland. It's nothing there. 
just a day that you just do nothing. It's not exciting. And if you're a person who likes to do things and you're an active person, Shabbat, Hashem says nothing, no activity, right? So he paints a picture that it's very bland. Shabbat's very, very bland. There's nothing there. It's a boring day. Can't use your phone. Can't drive in your car. You can't go to the, to the ocean and swim. It's not like a day off, like in the sense of a normal person thinks about a day off from work. It's just do nothing. Suspend life. You can't do any malachas. So he's like, what's this whole Shabbat thing? It's like a, it's a big pain in the neck, right? So he says to you, listen, if you have to keep Shabbos, you have no choice, you know? You're religious. If you're already keeping Shabbos, if I can't get you to Mechal Shabbos, then at least enjoy it in a materialistic way. Pound as much food as you can. Drink as much alcohol as you can. Have a party. And then knock out for 12 hours straight. So you got a good gesund shluf. And then you really enjoyed life. It, it, the best you could do, you know. You can't drive your car. You can't be on your phone. So there's another mahalach that you just indulge in food and drink and sleep and the time will pass. There's a goyin that says, muridik a goyin. In Evan Shlema, he says that a person can become a huge Baal Taiva using the excuse of Oneg Shabbat. That means that the Oneg Shabbos that he claims that he's doing Oneg Shabbos and he's indulging in foods and the best foods and drink and sleep, he's really developing himself to be a massive Baal Taiva. He's not elevated from it. Okay? Of course there's a mitzvah of Shabbos, but it belongs to a bigger picture. But my point now, for a second, the point is that first the Yetzirah has to paint a picture to you that religious life is not passionate, it's not exciting, it's not fun, it's not enjoyable, it's bland, it's stressful. Hashem is just making rules and regulations so you should know who's the boss. You know, that's not life. Materialistic life, that's fun, exciting, pleasurable, meaningful, passionate, emotional, right? That's the picture he paints to you, right? And he picks you, the picture on the other side is imagine. The, the Torah life is not a social life. Imagine life that you can't speak about people. And you can't knock people. And you can't make late sunnis. Imagine that conversation. I mean, you can sit in a room and you have nothing to talk about. The only thing you can speak is Divret Torah. So if you're not a big Sadiq and you don't have Divret Torah to speak about for five hours in the dormitory, you're cooked. You understand? There's no social life. Torah life is made for hermits, introverts, people who are anti-social, right? He paints that picture in front of your mind. And now... What are you going to do? You're a human being. You are social because you were created to be social. You are passionate because you were created to be passionate. You have desires because you were created to have desires. You have excitement and, 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 and vibrancy because you were created to be that way, right? So what does the HR do? He puts a picture in front of your mind that total life is very anti the way the human being was actually built. Try to think about it. 
You know, living your life only with kedusha, only with halacha. It's so mechanical. It's like nothing to it, right? So, and you as a human being, since you're built in a certain way, it's impossible for you to choose against the Yetzirah. It's impossible. You have to be normal. You have divas. You have passions. You're social. You're a human being, you know? So, being that, according to the way he painted the picture for you, you're stuck. You have to listen to him. But the problem is that you also fear God. You don't want to get punished. So you have to figure out a way how to meet some religious responsibilities as much as you can and then be normal. That's it. Rabbi, what do you want from me? I'm a normal bachar. I just got to be normal. What should I do? It's our appointed, uh, painted a picture that living this way is not normal. It's going against the human tendencies, right? So now he got you. And then, you can't grow. Because let's say you decide you don't want to speak Lashon Arab. But, how much could you do that? Five minutes, ten minutes, a week, two weeks. I can't be, I can't be sitting at my Shabbos table and I have nothing to say. I'm sitting at my Shabbos table and I have nothing to say. You understand? I'm sitting in my dorm with my Chevra and I have nothing to say. If I'm not going to talk about how much money this guy made and how much money that guy made and what's this guy doing, that guy's doing. Okay, originally I'm trying to be careful not to speak Lashon horror, but you know, the Maisa, the Ramam says that even talking about people and their lives and, and, and things, even without a Isud, he says it's a Dova Magune Adma Oid, it's a very low thing to do, which ultimately leads 100% in the conversation to Lashon horror, right? So now, what, what am I supposed to do, you know? I go on Shabbat, I'm just like sitting there, what am I going to do if I'm not going to eat and drink and sleep and, 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 you know, sit in the dorm and bull around with the guys, you know, for three hours, because I can't learn at the base measures for three hours before Mincha, I'm not built that way, you know, I'm just a human being. So in our brain, in our brain, we're programmed to see the way the Yetzirah painted us a picture that materialistic life is living, it's passionate, it's real. It's exciting. You can feel it. It's tangible. It's, that's life. And then we have religious responsibilities, which we, you know, everybody has their level of abilities to push themselves to do things like that, right? That's the big problem. So obviously the first step is that this is a tremendous lie that the Yitzhah is telling you. A tremendous lie from two sides of the coin. Because first of all, Torah life is the most vibrant emotional, it includes every desire that a human being was built with, because again, going back to the Yisait, Hashem built you exactly the way you were built to use your taivas, yes, taivas, for a higher purpose. Not, not like people think. People, the Yitzhar tells you taivas was used for bad, and you have to control your taivas, not behave like a human and be a robot, like a Buddhist. Wrong. That's wrong. No, 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 no. You have a taiva. And a taiva's achilo, taiva to eat, is sometimes actually the part of the mitzvah. Like, for example, you have to eat matzah b'te'avon. That's taiva. You have to eat carbon pesach with a taiva. 
right? Dovin HaMelech says, Garesa nafshi leta'ava. I was learning Torah with the passion of Taiva, right? Taiva, it's there, right? Every bracha that you make, you want to bless God. So why do you have to eat to bless Him? Why don't you just bless Him straight up, you know? If you would walk around and say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, even though you said emet, it's the truth, but if you said it without taking a drink, you're doing a sin, horrible sin. A bracha levatola, bracha shenet sricha, shem Hashem levatola. This is a terrible sin. Why? Because you didn't mean that when you said shakol liyavaro. But when you see the food, the drink, and it's ma'orit to you a certain hergish feeling, then that means something. You understand? So how do you serve Hashem? With taiva. Taiva sachila. Feelings, you know? The body is very much involved in this thing. Taiva's noshim. You serve Hashem with taiva's noshim. But not that your taiva's noshim, you own it. And it's for your fun, and it's for your excitement, and it's for your enjoyment, and it was made for you. I was, unfortunately, today's generation, so many religious kids, religious kids, and I'm talking about from the best families, and unfortunately many of the parents are not even aware of this, but this concept of boys and girls having a friendship with each other is something that's so sad today that so many young kids, 16, 17, 18 year olds, they don't even know what's wrong with it. And because of that, there's a lot of, unfortunately, these things are going on, right? So I was recently talking to a boy who was, you know, in contact. And he's like, doesn't understand. But again, it's a whole sugya itself. I'm not going into that whole sugya. But one of the points is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a taiva for Nashim. And he created Nashim. But it's not yours for your pleasure. It's not there. You don't own it. It's there to serve a higher purpose. It's a holy thing. But again, the point, the Yetzirah is telling you that Taivas is for Averis. It's not for, that, that's, Torah life is bland, bland. Lock up all your Taivas. Lock up all your emotions. Lock up all your passions. You gotta put them away. Life of Torah is for people that are antisocial. People that are boring. People that have no excitement. No vibrancy. You know, Torah life, you sit around the table and you have nothing to talk about. You can't talk. What are you gonna talk about? Your friend made money, you're not allowed to talk about it. You can't talk Lashonarah, you can't make Lashonarah. It's a boring Shabbos table, you have nothing to do. If you know Torah, and you have divret Torah to speak, that's great. So then, you know, but for the regular guy like me and you, the Shabbos table is nothing going on there, right? So he, that's the lie. He's selling you a lie. Why? Because if a human being was built to be social, if a human being was built to be passionate, if a human being was built to have feelings, then the Torah is using every single one of those emotions. You even use Leitzanus. You use Leitzanus to knock Avodah Zarah. The Gemara says, and the Befarshim would say, not only Avodah Zarah, all anti-Hashkafa, bad Hashkafa, you can use a Koyach of Leitzanus. Every Koach 
every emotion, every tendency has a place to be used in Avodah Hashem. And therefore your life is full of life and vibrancy. You just have to know how to do that. You have to know how, that's a sugi in itself, how to do that. But the first thing is we have to identify lie number one. And if we don't identify these lies, no Kabbalah you'll ever make will, will work. None. Because the reason why you speak Lashon Hara is not because you just like have this random weird thing called the Yetzirah to speak Lashon Hara. It's because Lashon Hara fits your personality. It's a social life. It's what you, it makes sense based on the picture that the Yetzirah put before you. You're left with no choice but to do that. So if I'm going to still live in that lie and then accept a behavior which is against the way my philosophy and my way of life of thinking, it will not stay. It's not Shaykh Metzias to stay. You follow? So that's the first step of the lie. Okay, we only have three minutes, so let me quickly... The other part of the lie is that it, 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 the Yetzirah is the best salesman ever. And he makes things look unbelievable, right? So let's say, for example, let's just take a quick example, uh, that let's say smoking, for example, right? So smoking is dangerous, it kills people, causes cancer, emphysema, it smells, it's really, costs a lot of money, right? There's nothing really good about it. So how do millions and billions of people do this, and people that are smart, people go to college, people are doctors and lawyers and intellectual people, they're not fools, so how do they do that, right? So they spend a tremendous amount of money in painting a picture that it's cool. It's, it's, it, you know, this is living, you know, this is living. It's not just smoking, it's living. It's a lifestyle. In every television show and movie, they will show that the, the, this, the rich guy, the successful guy, the tough guy, the, 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 that, that guy has a cigarette in his hand, you know what I'm saying? So you start to buy into that fake thing that this lifestyle it's a lifestyle it's not just a cigarette right so giving up the cigarette is not just dealing with the with with the uh taiva for nicotine now your whole social life is off you can't you can't think like how am i going to live without this thing you know and even in learning you guys mamish like is these guys like you know handling the sugya with 10 guys with a leak in his hand you know that ah. That's talking and learning. How am I going to talk and learning without a leg? You know, like boring speech. You know, so so. But then, but when you when you peel away from the surface and you go a little bit deeper, you see that the whole thing is fake, right? So again, the two sides of the coin is number one: the Torah life is full with vibrancy, passion, emotion, excitement, feeling. It's all there just in the Torah way of bringing it out and expressing it. So his first lie that it's bland is out. And secondly, the second part of his lie, which is saying the, the life of pursuing materialism is the life. If you think a little bit deeper, you will see it's the life of problems. It's not a life of happiness. Okay, we have to stop here for today, but we'll continue with this subject tomorrow. Not tomorrow, Sunday.